he decided to start running for mayor the day before the election as a write-in candidate and somehow won. Wow. That's how small this town was. Even still, it's unnerving, right? Like how, uh, like what kind of demagoguery did he pull in that day? He probably just drove around honking his horn. It's a sm <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Vote for me, horn. He was, uh, I said horn, corn. There's a lot of people growing corn in the town too. <laughs> They grow a lot of corn, they feed it to the cows who fart, and I have other jokes about that. Oh, what was I talking about? My grandpa was the mayor. The only law that he made that anyone remembers is that all of the bars had to be on the same side of the road. So the drunks wouldn't try to cross the road. Like, it, it makes sense if you think about it. And like, it works in that small town because there's just one road, right? It's like low-dimensional legislation. That wouldn't work in San Francisco. You know, like, all the bars have to be on the south side. Well, the south side of what? We got crooked, liberal-ass, gay, sideways roads here, man. <laughs> Get on our level. It's, it's, and it's a real thing. Like, you go through the town. Like, they have an intersection now, but there's, like, it's still all the bars on one side. Uh, yeah, th these are real people. Uh, my uncle... I got into an argument with my uncle recently, not recently, this is made up, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> got into an argument with my uncle, he was trying to convince me that Barack Obama's a Muslim and I lost this argument. It turns out that by Muslim he meant black, so technically he was right. <laughs> my uncle is what sociologists refer to as a racist jackass. Let's just sit on that one. Sociologists. Wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. My other uncle uh, is a bad person. He has a, a red Corvette with the license plate Munch 2, like a vanity plate, because his nickname was Munch, because he liked to eat. I don't think he gets the double meaning of the munching. Like, you can munch a lot of things, Terry. He doesn't know. He's from a small town. And apparently someone in Wisconsin already had munch, so he just settled with munch too. Uh, yeah, this was, this was weird. Um, I'll just leave you with something, something funny, no doubt. See, I had planned to talk about all this other stuff, but then I got distracted. I just started talking about my family members and their silliness. Uh, okay, well, let's leave you with the worst one-liner. Uh, I think it would be cool if Tums made ants hallucinate, because that would mean that ant acid is ant acid. <laughs> Got her, Doherty! All right! Uh, a weird little-known fact, Munch is actually the name of the character from, uh, uh, remember the, um, it still exists. It's the um, uh, it's a mouse and uh, and they have skee ball there. Chuck E. Cheese. When the Chuck E. Cheese used to have the animatronic dancing things in the room, remember? There was a character called Munch who was like purple and like a thing and he used to like play the piano or the drums or something. What happened? It was like Grimace, except he was Munch and he was from um, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. 
Anyways, I hope that it wasn't referencing that because that would mean that he might be a pedophile because he wanted all the children to come to his van. I don't know what happens in Wisconsin. You're next to me. Oh, clap it up one more time for Tacon Doherty. Yay! Uh, Amy Bebo isn't here, so we're going to move on the list where there he is wearing a Warriors hat, being a champion. Yes! He cares about sports, and he's a comedian. He's a good friend of mine. He produces so many great shows around the Bay. They're called Cookies and Comedy. His wife makes great cookies. Do you ever make the cookies? She makes all the cookies. (laughs) The cookies are so fucking good. You guys put your hands together. It's Kiko (laughs) O'Brien. Yeah, I never make the cookies. It's not patriarchy. It's my wife doesn't want her reputation going on my shitty cooking. That's how that goes. Oh, man. I eat a lot of the cookies. I eat way too many fucking cookies. Uh, that's one of my regrets about comedy. I love it. Takes up all my gym time. Um, I, mean, I go to the gym. I make time like maybe like once or twice a week, which is not enough time to get in shape. Like it's just enough time to remind me of how out of shape I am. It's the trips to the gym are terrible. It's not like just going to the weight room and lifting light weights and doing shitty cardio is the worst part. When I get to the locker room and I try and wrap that tiny towel around my massive gut and I can't cover up my limp dick, it is just shame on top of shame there. It's the worst fucking moment. I'm like trying to unscrew my locker, holding up the towel. It's terrible. And like most guys, they want to wrap the towel around. They're, you know, they're not free balling in the locker room. We're all a bunch of grown men. Except for like the guys over 60. There's always that one guy who just has no shame and he wants to start talking to you butt ass naked. And like I have my back turned, he starts going on about the Warriors, and I'm intrigued. And then I turn around, and it's like holy shit, old man dick in my face. It's fucking terrible. He's talking to me like he knows me. It's like I don't know anything about this guy except he loves the Warriors, and he's definitely not Jewish. Like holy shit, man. I don't know. I believe he's also maybe a camping enthusiast because his dicks were in a sleeping bag. It's like I don't know what's up with these guys not getting circumcised. It's, cre- it's creepy as fuck. My goodness, he's going on and on. Like I'm just trying to put on deodorant, fucking Freddie Foreskin talking about three-point percentage. It's fucking terrible, man. And and I, I gotta give these guys credit. Like I mean, the dude is in great shape. I mean, for 60, like he has like the abs and the arms of like a 20-year-old. But he still has the balls of a 60-year-old. Like, you can work out as much as you want and diet. Those balls are not getting in shape. That is not happening. Oh, man, I could talk about naked old men all day, but uh, I have have big news. My wife and I, we're talking about starting a family. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my wife decided we're starting a family, and I just went along with it because we have no prenup. So that's what she wants. That's what she gets. She makes she makes all the decisions for us, man. She's she's like five two. Her name's Kim, and she makes all the decisions. It's like being married to a Korean dictator. It is rough. It is rough. <laughs> oh man. I'm one of the few married comics, so I talk about my wife a lot in my act, and people are like, "Dude, when you met her, was it love at first sight?" And when I met her, I went to Mazzetti's Bakery, and her aunt who owns the bakery pointed her out. And she had her back to me at the time. So it was love at first sight of her booty. Like, I saw that ass. I just fell in love. Like, I felt like a little chubby Mexican kid looking at a pinata. Like, I just wanted to beat it up and eat it up. I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking ready. Let's, let's wrap that up. I want to put a ring on that Beyonce. Fuck. Hell yeah, it's good times. So, yeah. <laughs> So before we have a kid, she, you know, we want to move into a house, have room for a family. Um, and, you know, I'm, she's a teacher, and I drive a forklift for a living. And, you know, we started looking at homes around the Bay Area and crunching numbers. And 
excited to say, I think in uh, 15 years we're going to own a house. It's going to be exciting, yeah. <laughs> but we do have one big advantage. Um, Childcare is expensive. Her mom's retiring, so she'll watch over the little one. Nothing like grandma's love. Can't beat that. Um, my sisters could also watch her hypothetically, but they babysat me when I was young, and I'm, it's like, I don't know. I look at how I turned out. I'm like, I, I don't think so. Like, my sister was great. I loved when she'd watch me because she was in high school and I was four years old. And she just wanted to hang out with her boyfriend. So she'd sit me on the couch with a bunch of candy and, like, some raunchy 80s movie. I'm eating M&Ms and watching Revenge of the Nerds. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Cut to me at 37. I've got a porn addiction and high blood sugar. So, you know, maybe not the best thing ever. All right. Give it up to Pam Benjamin, folks. You have them all, all over the place. You have them at Woodham's. You have them at Brainwash. You have Tuesday, them Tuesday five ten. Tuesday five ten at Woodham's. Is that the one? Or no, Tuesday five ten at Brainwash. Brainwash. No, I just I see you producing things all over the place. So it's really exciting stuff. Yay! All right, we're moving along here on the happy hour. Your next comedian, super helpful, lovely man, uh, invited a bunch of his friends and helped me out a lot yesterday. Appreciate it so much. Very funny. Doesn't, it, every time you, you're like, I'm a tech guy, I'm like, you just came from your workout, I'll tech guys, I don't even know. You're changing the stereotype of Asian every single time you walk into this room. Put your hands together for Jesse Warren. Thank you, Pam. I was, uh, I was just at the gym, I was at the gym. I was, I just came from the fucking gym, and I took a shower there, and I jacked off in the shower. <laughs> Because I don't pay $75 a month to move weight around at a shitty 24-hour fitness. I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> Do I'll jack off in the clean towels and put them back in the clean towel section. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do that. That would be crossing the line. But I did jack off in the shower. <laughs> I, I, I figured that's okay. People wear flip-flops in the shower. <laughs> At least you should. I recommend you do. Because people are jacking off in the shower, man. <laughs> At least one of us is. Uh, I, uh, I live alone now, which is cool, because I'm excited, because now I can finally jack off to porn without having to wear headphones. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. I can't do that. When, I'm, uh, when I got roommates in college, I had a roommate, and he'd still get mad at me, even if I wore headphones when I was jacking off to porn. He'd be like, God damn it, Jesse. Why do you got to do this in the kitchen, man? Take your business elsewhere. Yeah, I, I live alone, and uh, this one time, I ran out of, of toilet paper for three weeks. <laughs> and uh, I didn't do anything about it. I just sat there thinking about how I should change my habits and get my priorities in order. I live right next to a Walgreens. I spent more time lamenting my toilet paper scenario. It could, I could have just easily gotten some toilet paper, but I spent more time just pondering it. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I gotta rethink that. Uh, I just got out of a relationship. <laughs> I did. Uh, she didn't break up with me because of the jacking off in the in the gym scenario, because that only started recently. But she, uh, we broke up. Be, uh, but it was hard. It was hard to break up because we were together for like five, almost six Netflix series now, and <laughs> it's really it's really hard. No, we were together for four four years. So when we uh, broke up, it felt more like we were graduating from each other, right? Like, uh, I, I felt like I walked away having earned a bachelor's in Megan. 
<laughs> and I don't, I don't think it's gonna do me any good, man. I don't, like getting a bachelor's in Megan is like getting a bachelor's in like interior design or like fine arts. Like statistically <laughs> speaking, I'm probably gay, you know? Uh, uh, and our breakup, uh, it went really well. It was, uh, we ended things on a good note, which uh, in my experience is the worst way to end a relationship. Never do it. I don't recommend it. Even if you have no reason to end poorly, make some shit up, man. Just end that shit poorly. Make it go up in flames. Say some bullshit. Tell her you cheated on her, whatever. But, but don't let, let it have some closure, you know? Because when a breakup ends well, ends badly, you have closure. You know what to do. You delete her number. You unfriend her on Facebook. And you knock, all her, knock over all her spice cabinets. You do all the things. There's time-tested time -tested, uh, formula for getting over a bad breakup. Uh, my ex was really into cooking. Now she's eating bland food for the next few months. Thank you. Uh, and so this is how my this is how my best bad breakup went. Uh, my ex said, "Jesse, I cheated on you, and you suck." And I said, "Yeah, well your pussy smells." And relax, I didn't mean it. I was just trying to be hurtful. <laughs> but I said that shit, and. Um, and she started crying. Immediately she starts crying, just bawling. And uh, I, I just left. <laughs> and I've never seen her again. It was awesome. That's the best way to end a relationship. It's just closure. Um, yeah, I don't know why uh, she got offended by that. I wouldn't get offended by that. You know, like my balls smell, my balls smell, which is why I spray cologne on my balls, because I'm actively trying to better myself. I don't cry about my scenario. I'm trying to become a better person. I'm too busy fixing my problems. Thank, thank you guys. Jesse Warren! I think that every time he has a shitty joke, we should make him do uh, push-ups on the stage. I think that we should objectify him and make him take his shirt off. Ha! <laughs> I think that'll be cute. Yay, Jesse Warren, yay! Uh, all right, I, I, I can't stop getting 60-year-old ball sag out of my head now, but we're moving on to the next comedian. Funny, funny guy. You guys, clap your hands together. It's Matthew Quirk! Yay! All right, San Francisco, it's great to be here. Great to be back. Great to be back where you put the hip in hypocrisy. I love this city, magical city, where a housing boom is somehow causing homelessness. Magical qualities you got here, San Francisco. I love it. Where eco-friendly living meets a totally unsustainable lifestyle. I love this city. I love it here. All right. I'm going to get all racial and political up in here because that's what I do. And I'm going to say something that I've been waiting to hear from all these presidential campaigns and all these presidential debates, but I'm afraid I'm not going to hear it from the Democratic nominee for president, and I'm sure as hell not going to hear it from the Republican nominee for president. So I'm going to say it here on the radio. Ginger lives matter. <laughs> Hashtag ginger lives matter. I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there. And it's easy to get confused. But most of that stuff is just a struggle for acceptance. But we gingers, we're struggling for our ultimate survival. I mean, take global warming. 
What, what future does that leave for us? I saw on Facebook they were trying to get all the gingers to meet at Dolores Park. Do you know how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park? That was a fucking setup. They were trying to wipe us out in one clean sweep. And now that they're studying the human genome, all my friends are selling me these like scientific articles like how many generations are left until all that's left of the ginger race is just the highlights in some lucky chick's hair and that's it. We're doomed. <laughs> Thank you. Does the carpet match the drapes? All that, now that you're floss, now that you're floss, see? See, I'm totally willing to pull your card on that. There you go. There you go, faker. Cultural appropriation. I can't stand for it. I can't stand for that. And I gotta tell you, I've gotta take that word back because I need to stand up for my people. And you white people can't use that word anymore, the G word. It's our word. It's our word. You can't use it. And I've certainly been hearing some of you just dropping that G a little too liberally out there on the streets, and I just can't stand for it anymore. So I'm taking that word back. And I don't want to hear, oh, my cousin's a ginger, so it's cool. I can say it. You cannot say it. And I sure as hell don't want to hear, I said ginger, not ginger, so it's all good. That is bullshit. That's enough to make a ginger snap. <laughs> uh oh, what timing. Okay, so, but enough about the problems. Let's talk solutions. I have a solution to maintain the ginger race. It's a, it's a solution you're not going to hear from the Democratic nominee for president and you're just not gonna hear from the Republican nominee for president. So I'm gonna say it here. Please, fuck a ginger. Tonight would be great. <laughs> I'm lonely, I don't have a dog. I'm free later, it's all good. All right, thank you San Francisco. She also has red hair. I don't know if she's a legitimate ginger or not. Uh, she just she just admitted to us that the carpets don't match the drapes. She's going to be a champion, and after she does her amazing set in her, look at you brought the girls out tonight. Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you did. Uh, was that sexual harassment? I don't. I was just appreciating her lovely rack. Absolutely. Uh, she's going to be hosting the rest of the night so that I can have a little break before we start Pamtastics, but you guys are going to enjoy the joke so much of Amy Bebo. Right on. We just got here after like an exciting Uber ride. Like Sometimes it's fun. I, I love random fucking strangers so much more than the people that have already pissed me off in my life. Do you know what I mean? They're also like fresh with possibility, you know? It, it, like That was like my whole day. I feel like sometimes I'll spend too much time at home with my brand new relationship that I'm in. You guys, can I just have a round of applause? I'm finally in a relationship <laughs> after 11 years of being single. Yeah, exactly, thank you. I broke up with my television 11 years ago because I was like, we are not healthy for each other. This isn't working anymore, you know? And so I, I like I, we broke up. I, I, I didn't let the television into my life. I knew it would take up too much of my time, too much of my energy. Never wanted me to be me. You know, always wanted to tell me what to do, what to buy, you know, how I should look, you know, how to dye my hair. All, you know, all 
those things? You know, what mouthwash she used. So bossy. You know, I'm like, stop bossing me. So I broke up with the TV. But now what I realized that we just needed to bring in a third party into the relationship. So guess what? Enter marijuana. <laughs> you guys, it's like the perfect like long-term threesome. You know, I really feel positive. And you guys look less excited than when I first <laughs> told you I was in a relationship. I feel like that initial excitement like isn't there anymore, you know? And it's true, you probably think, I don't know, like I'm not doing anything watching TV. You know, I'm just sitting there, you know, with one hand down my pants like Al Bundy, you know, but less obviously masturbating. Because women can get away with that. <laughs> you didn't know. Um, yeah, anytime there's a girl with like a blanket on her lap. Just watch for subtle movements, especially on airplanes. Um, but I digress. Um, so, so yeah, my, my threesome with the television of marijuana is going really good. And mostly I'm tuning into nature channels, you know, because I want to learn about the world, you know. And I have a new fantasy, and it's basically um, becoming a hippopotamus in my next life, you know. It's because I don't know if you guys feel this way. Like as a human, everything I do is wrong. Everything. Everything I eat oppresses somebody. You know, I try to go vegetarian. Then I saw the video about the farm workers who are getting paid nothing. You know, I'm like, fuck. You know, it's like I got rid of cow raping. You know, I got rid of like death urging, you know, when vegetarian. And then I'm like, fuck, everybody, you know. I shouldn't water. Makes diseases. It's wrong, you know. Other Americans and people in other countries who don't have water get mad, you know. I'm making them pissed off. The Africans are like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. That's what they taught me, you know. If you're a hippo, you eat grass all day. No, at night. You eat grass at night when it's cool, under the moonlight and the stars. You're like getting all like astronomically, like astrologically, like sucked in. You know, the Venus is aligning. Everything's all working out. You know, and and then you know you eat grass all night and you, you're fat. You can eat as much as you want, Asian girl. You can eat as much as you want. Nobody cares. Your butt gets bigger. They're like, she a hippo. I'm like, that's right, bitch. I have fucking hippo. That's what I was on purpose, you know? But when you shit in the water, you feed the less fortunate. Who can say that now? None of us. That's right. You know, and I also have a dream. I, I, I get high and watch TV. I'm extrapolating on this. You know, we're still going down that river with the hippo. Like, who's the fish that eat my shit all day? Republicans. You know, <laughs> Donald Trump. You know, his supporters. Because of my other fantasy when I'm high, like, they've all had a mass suicide, you know, and left the planet. <laughs> you know, and so basically, <laughs> thank you. That was a universal round of support for the Donald Trump supporters leaving the planet if they're not happy here, which they don't seem to be, you know, at least as humans, you know. So, yeah, and then, you know, so they float, they shit, they feed the homeless. And then they like cruise down to the fish spa where the other fish, you know, whose job it is to like eat ticks and stuff, like just like clean their whole like body, you know? So I really just, does anybody wanna like imagine with me Dick Cheney as a sucker fish eating engorged ticks off my ass? Cause that's what I do all day when I smoke weed at my house. And I'm glad you're amused cause it's funny. It is. <laughs> it is, it's, it's hilarious. And marijuana is my friend. And uh, so is the random like old lady that bought us our round of like food and drinks because I make friends with strangers because that's how I roll. So um, you guys, that was my set. So you can give it up for me, Amy Bebo. I eat a lot of French fries because I'm working on my ass to be like big for my next lifetime. It's my goal. 
And um, I think we're gonna bring up, let's see who just went, was Matthew, were you the last guy? All right, so, oh my God, where is he? There he is, it's Tito, Tito Gonzalez. He's gonna bring his special brand of humor to the happy hour open mic. Here you go, Tito. Special brand of humor. <laughs> I guess I could try to work with that. Yeah, that's cool. I um no I, I've been I've been getting pretty sick, dude. I've been getting pretty sick with fucking hipster hipster culture, guys. It's just it's been making me sick, but like homesick. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I come from a third world country, and the other day this guy, this hipster guy, like imagine your classic hipster guy, that guy, he gets on the bus with a chicken. And I was like, yo, if he gets, if he's just putting like his luggage on top of the bus and like selling chiclets down the aisle, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> <laughs> you guys haven't been to South America, I'm guessing. <laughs> I just, I miss home, that's all I'm saying, I miss home. And I, uh, I went back not too long ago, and since I'm not a citizen on my, on my way back, I got some shit from immigration. You know, I got pulled aside and they were like, hey Tito, like, it says here you've been arrested in Oakland. And I was like, fuck, yeah. And they were like, yeah, well, come back, you know? Like, welcome back. I was like, what? Why'd you have to scare the shit out of me, you know? Like, what? That's not even fair, you know what I mean? They pulled me aside from my family and everything. Like, what they were basically doing, we were like, hey, Tito. Like, yeah? You know you're an idiot, right? Like, yeah, welcome back to the free world. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's basically, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I'm from Berkeley, guys. Yeah, any Berkeley people? No, yeah. And I, my problem with Berkeley is, it's like I've only dated white women from Berkeley, okay? <laughs> and I think they just really date me because they have some sort of white guilt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think by dating me, they think they're doing like community service. <laughs> you know, like I'm like some prerequisite, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it just gets weird, you know what I mean? Because I would go over to their house and they would present me to their moms, you know, and be like, look, I got one. <laughs> I'm clothing him, you know what I mean? I'm teaching him how to read, you know? It's, just, it's like dating like UNICEF, you know? That's like what that is, dating a white woman in Berkeley. It's like dating UNICEF, you know? All I'm saying is like, if like, you know, victims of, of like Katrina or something like that just had more white girlfriends, you know what I mean, then maybe it just wouldn't have been as big as a problem, you know what I mean? <laughs> like if they just had J-Date, you know? <laughs> J-Swipe. J-Swipe, oh, you wouldn't know. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm working on definitely, I'm working on not dating white women anymore. All right. <laughs> but it's just, <laughs> and, and this like, and I realized that I probably have only dated white women because like, I was raised by a single Latino mom, all right? And single Latino moms are fucking scary, okay? They are scary women, okay? And I think that just scared me from it, so I just started dating white women. I'm like, you know, they're a little less confrontational, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, because we all know the saying, right? We all know the saying. And if, if you make a Latina woman mad, she's gonna key your car, right? <laughs> you make a white woman mad, she's just gonna take her car back, you know? What I, mean? <laughs> I hate taking the bus, guys. It's terrible, it's terrible. I do. I do have to take the bus though, cause I uh, I did I did get a DUI, not too long ago. Yeah, and it, no, it's a it's a shitty experience. DUI suck. I hope no one here gets one, but if it happens to you, I just I hope that you are also on ecstasy when it happens, cause, 
it's a much better experience. You know, the cops are just like, man, you are the nicest kid we had all night. It's like, I know, officer, I love you guys. <laughs> you guys are doing a great thing. The handcuffs, ah, they're perfectly tight. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. J swipe. I've heard about that. I'm not Jewish. I just have like the hair, you know. Like, I definitely get right swiped on Tinder by Jewish dudes, and then I'm like, sorry, man. I like the original. We call it the OG tip, you know. <laughs> like, I don't know. We gotta cut off the tip of the dick. I'm against it. I'm against it. Just you know, because children don't have consent when they're babies. <laughs> Seems wrong. Um, okay, so <laughs> doesn't it? I don't know. Is anybody here happy that the tip of their dick got cut off? No. No. Thank you. Exactly. I know there's one comic who loves to talk about it. He's like, I can't believe that's an issue. I'm like, okay, let's do some breath work. Um, all right. So there is someone here whose name is Wildebeest, and it's that guy. I didn't see your like monkey costume. But your socks are beastly. So, uh, all right, come on up and give us the best you got, Wildebeest. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's been a rough week for me. Um, shit, I lost my wallet like three days ago. I fell out of a tree yesterday. Anybody know the best thing to do when you're falling out of a tree? Me neither. <laughs> Sucked. Um, and now I've had this raccoon. I do alternative living. I live in a sand glue, which is an igloo made out of sandbags <laughs> with a tarp roof. Um, that's real. And uh, so I've had this rac. I, I think it's a raccoon, but like he put a hole in my roof two days ago. I had to plug that up. And then last night, and like every night, this, ra this fucking thing just keeps waking me up in the middle of the night, scampering across my roof. And um, so last night, I'm sleeping, and I'm like, all of a sudden I wake up, and, and I hear him, and he's like, I hear him, and he's scampering right above, and I know he's right above me, and I'm like, what is this fucker gonna do now? And it's like, <laughs> pure silence, like middle of the night, like two o'clock, and this motherfucker, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just hear this fart. <laughs> and I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding, because has any of you ever heard a raccoon fart? It's amazing. It sounds just like a fucking human fart. I didn't even think raccoons could fart. And then that's when I thought about it. I was like, you know what? This is California. Maybe... Maybe that's not a raccoon. Maybe that could be a tweaker taking a shit up on my roof up there. But then I heard it scramper away, and it, it's not a tweaker. It's definitely a raccoon, but I don't know. I, that's just one of my problems um, I'm working on. <laughs> um, next one I'll do is, uh, so I'm a little of uh, an inventor. I, I've invented a few things. Um, I'll show you one of them. This right here. This is a replica, though, this ain't the real thing. Anybody know what this is? Who? What? Anybody know? No guesses? Really? The golden nipple? Oh, maybe. <laughs> it's like a bell. Maybe. It's like a bell at the front of a reception. Ooh, close. No. This is actually, uh, we call it a Julie. And what it was is uh, 
But it looked the same, and you know what? It was actually made out of brass and titanium and copper. We had three different kinds. And basically, you would just, you know, this is what we do with it. You would crush cocaine and pills with it. And like, this thing was scientific. I mean, you could put a 20, like right here, and just drop it, right? Obliterates it. And for those of us that, that do crush drugs and do drugs, you know how time consuming that shit can be, right? But this thing was so calibrated and scientific. Like, you drop it here, that crushes an 80. You drop it here, that's like a 120. Drop it here, that's like a 15. Right about here is like an eight ball. But I mean, this shit was so scientific, it got us all addicted. I mean, like, serious. Last thing I'll tell you. I invented this yoga move, right, for only serious yoga practitioners. Do not attempt this if you are not an experienced yoga doer. What you do is, I'm just going to get rid of this. And uh, what you do is you dig a hole, right? You dig a hole, and you basically get like this. And this one is called mountainside shit planking. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you're like this, right? And fucking, and you know, this is for serious yoga practitioners. And basically, you're shaking your head like the sake of the head. Well, yeah, well, well. Oh, all right. So then you're like this, right? And fucking, and just like planking, it's going the distance. You know what I mean? And like, and your intestinal tract is 30 inches long. So that means you got a lot of shit up in there. And serious yoga practitioners, you know, most people go to the bathroom, they shit that first shit out, and then they think it's over, you know what I mean? Yoga shit practitioners, we're going for the third and fourth ones. All right, I'm done taking <laughs> Wow. you've lost at least two to three pounds. <laughs> and you're not going to find that in any other yoga movie. <laughs> yoga for weight loss at Mutiny Radio. In case you guys didn't, like, you know, see that at home, you can never imagine it. So, you know, I'm not going to help you out. So awesome. That was really informative and helpful to my future I, as a also a potential bus dweller. Um, the next person's name is Kelavuva. All right, here he comes. Um, how do we say that? Because I can't read your penmanship, my friend. No, how do you, what's your name? Devin Devin? That's my name wrong. So I wrote Kelz. Devin Kelz. Thank you so much, Mutiny Radio. Here we go. Jesus Christ. What a lazy week. I, um, I'm doing this new thing now where I don't even want to get up and go to the bathroom. It started out with like pissing and cups because like when you live with a lot of people and the bathroom is locked and it's like 12 a.m., you just end up like peeing in whatever cups you have. And I have a lot of cups in my room. And uh, I just started covering my floors in newspaper like a parakeet. So I just like shit and piss wherever I want. It's awesome. It's like I like took the bird concept and I applied it to myself. Like I'm disrupting you know, uh, you know, fucking custodial services with my newspaper idea. Um, but I've also been taking like Lyft a lot this week because it's been one of those weeks where it's like, oh shit, drank too much, gotta get up. There's no Adderall left, so let's do this. <laughs> and um, I gotta say, I one can't stand uh, how 
efficient, like Lyft has gotten, like they're trying to get the most sales for their drivers. And that shit has gotten out of control. Like you go two miles and you end up meeting like half the city. Like by the time you get out of the fucking car, you're like, okay, I think I'm gonna run for mayor. I also saw my ex-girlfriend and the driver just wished me happy birthday. It took me that fucking long to get where I needed to go. <laughs> and it got me thinking, I was like, well, um, what kind of ideas can I have for uh, you know, driving services? And I was thinking like, oh, let's just modify pre-existing services. So I was thinking like, let's, do, um, let's modify Uber. And I was like, what about when you're really, really hungover or it's Monday and you just like, you're just fucking over it. So like, why not have a s service called Uber Fuck It? And that's just when you get in the car with the driver and they drive you to the highest vantage point. You go to like the Golden Gate Bridge. There's just nothing said in the ride, you know? Maybe they're playing like a John Denver album or something. It's very quiet. And you just get out of the car and he just leaves you and you just tip the driver like $2,300. Like it's all your savings. No questions asked, just go off the bridge. <laughs> and uh, that's dark. <laughs> and if you uh, want to do it with your driver, there's like Uber Fuck It Plus, like when you're really like in a pinch and he's also in a pinch because he's an Uber driver. And uh, you just go into like a parking garage and you just both look at each other and just like crank up like Bon Jovi and just like choke on the exhaust fumes. And then like all your money gets donated to like the Yellow Ribbon Foundation because that's funny because they cover, they cover suicide. That's the punchline. Um, but... Uh, the other day, I, uh, I was on a business trip, fictional, um, and I was in uh, Wisconsin. And uh, I always think that's kind of a funny place. I was like, what, what would it be like if I were in uh, Wisconsin? Uh, that's the joke. And uh, <laughs> I just picture, like, if you're in Wisconsin, like, people just, like, half of their luggage is just, like, fried fatty foods. You know, like you just open up the luggage, this is like fried chicken and there's like cheese wheels coming down the carousel. And like to fit into Wisconsin really quick, like you need to like get a fat suit that's covered in a track suit, like at the airport, you know, just so you can fit in. Like, I always think like if you're in Wisconsin, like what's a good concept restaurant? They're like, well, we're gonna sit you down, we're gonna cover you in uh, plastic, and we're gonna just go ahead and shove a fried deer through a tree shredder. And it's just gonna blow right into your face. And then we're gonna give you cheese-covered donuts, okay? Because <laughs> that's what we do out here. We just fucking eat and freeze to death in the snow. Um, yeah, all right, well, I'm out of time, so thank you so much. <laughs>
Like if you were so inclined, you could make fun of black people because brown and black, pretty much the same, like Michael said, Michael Jackson. No matter if you're black or brown, <laughs> you can make fun of Asian people, like Chinese, Japanese, Korean, doesn't matter because you're Asian too. Doesn't matter that you're the wrong kind of Asian. You can make fun of Native Americans because Columbus screwed up and one of you is the wrong kind of Indian. You can make fun of white people because that's easy. <laughs> you can also make fun of brown people, of course, because they don't care. I mean, you can conquer their country and subjugate them for 200 years. They still don't <laughs> care. No, it's true. When the British conquered us, I say it like I was dead. When the British conquered us, they had to like go to great lengths to get us to like retaliate. Like they conquered us, they took our land, they took our titles. We didn't care. They taxed us without representation. Still didn't care. They imprisoned us. Apparently. Welcome to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown here on Mutiny Radio. Feel free to give me a call at any time tonight. The number to the station is 550-0511. Once again, this is Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party on Mutiny Radio. Feel free to give me a call at 415-550-0511. Soul Shakedown. But whatsoever I play, it's got to be funky. funky. One, two, two three. three. Make it funky!
We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Of course, we'll get to uh, some of my yapping, some poetry, some jokes, some Florida files. But right now, we're just going to steer it up. Come on, baby. Come on, I'm serious. 
listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown on Mutiny Rep Radio. Feel free to give me a call at 415-550-0511. Until then, we're going to feel them spirits.
shaggy soul shakedown. to our music calendar um tonight oh, tonight 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 is your night no tonight the only show there is worth going to is george clinton and parliament funkadelic at the new parish over in oakland 
Um, that would be the only show I have to recommend for tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, I would uh, recommend New Orleans Sun Suspects at Slim's Good Funk, just like we're listening to right now. Uh, there's Chuck Prophet and the Mission Express at the Great American Music Hall. Uh, also a very good, uh, good time. Let's see, what else do we have on the docket? Free Peoples at Doc, Doc's Lab in North Beach. It's a cheap show, and uh, yeah, always a good Free Peoples. It's always a fun time. Uh, Chum, the fish, uh, local fish tribute band, is playing at Neck of the Woods on Clement. We're going to turn that down a little bit. Let's see here, what else do we have? Uh, just to let you know, I, I, I go to bisslist.com uh, for all my music info. Uh, they have all the great shows uh, for funk and rock and everything in between. Anything that will get your ass moving and your body grooving. All right, we're gonna, there we go. That's a little bit more appropriate. Here we go, we're gonna turn it up a little bit. All right, getting back to the music calendar. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're enjoying the music I'm laying down for you. Feel free to give me a call at any time at 415-550-0511. Uh, we got Phil Lesh at the Great Room uh, this Friday at Terrapin Crossroads. You know, the uh, it's his place. I'm sure he'll have lots of people coming and playing with him, like uh, Jason Crosby, who's a uh, local there. Um, other than that, let's see. I don't see anything that really uh, floats my boat aside from oh here we go uh, it's out down in Santa Cruz uh, monophonics they were up here last weekend so much fun uh, Blackberry Smoke is also uh, playing tomorrow at the Catalyst down in Santa Cruz they're uh, they're a great rock rock band they're uh, very southern rock. They uh, sound a lot like uh, Leonard Skinner or the Black Crows or I don't know, I don't know Allman Brothers Band. Uh, given whatever song they're playing. They even have a little country feel to them every so often, but uh, they rock. It's a great show. I'm looking forward to, I think they're coming to uh, the Fillmore or let's see, let me hunt them down real quick. Um, let's see, ooh, Saturday, St. Germain at the Mezzanine. Uh, St. Germain is kind of a trancey uh, such, and yes, uh, this is the show I will be going to, Blackberry Smoke at the Fillmore. Uh, great show, um, looking forward to that. Uh, that looks like it in terms of uh, shows I would recommend. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. Monophonics is coming back up to Oakland on Saturday. They are playing at the New Parish Music Hall, so if you don't feel like joining me at the Fillmore for Blackberry Smoke, uh, you can, and you're living in the East Bay, uh, check out the New Parish. It's a great small club, uh, lot, uh, balcony viewing as well, and uh, the Monophonics are some of the best uh, funk music going out there. Um, if you're up in the North Bay, you got Shayna Morrison, Van Morrison's daughter, playing at the Sweetwater. And uh, I think that, oh, uh, 
Also up north in Petaluma at the Mystic Theater is Petty Theft, Tom Petty, Tom Petty cover band. They're fun. Uh, Hot Monk Tavern is having Poor Man's Whiskey up in Sebastopol. Uh, another great fun. Uh, they're bluegrass, but kind of rocking, very rocking bluegrass. Lots of fun. So if you're up there, that's uh, what I would rec- recommend. That does it for uh, the the music calendar for this week. We'll be getting back to some musical notes in just one moment. Let me uh, find a little bit more. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, folks. Here we go. There we go. All right, folks. We're going the country with this one. We'll be right back with a little music news. some cousins and uh, you know I missed one one very 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 important cousin we uh, we had a good bonding experience on Easter we uh, shared some stories and had some laughs Sylvia I hope you uh, found a new pet cedar and you're giving it lots of pets and and love and uh, I look forward to seeing you at the next family gathering I'll hopefully have a new magic trick for all you cousins out there uh, but Sylvia, hope you're having a good night, Sylvia.
On this week's musical calendar, we have some great birthdays out there. Herbie Hancock is 76. Lewis Johnson, Henry Mancini from Pink Panther fame, and Jerry Rafferty. But most important, my man Al Green. Oops. Al Green celebrated a birthday today. He's 70 years old. Hancock music. some uh, news in just one second.
let's get to one of our uh, first segments. Do our uh, Florida file today. All right, today, a man is facing his fifth DUI after dozing off in the golf cart. Maybe he shouldn't have taken the fifth uh, in, honor, or of, in honor of his fifth DUI bust. Uh, Chad Bassford from Cal- Calumet Grove. Uh, he, uh, he was found snoozing in the golf cart in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, the golf cart allegedly had its headlights and taillights on when deputies arrived. Bassford fessed up to doing some considerable drinking. It was, again, his fifth DUI. Thank you, Florida, for always giving us something to laugh about. I'd like to say hello to my buddy Kirk. He just uh, texted me saying he uh, he's listening in. Kirk, if you feel like talking about all the crazies at Trader Joe's in the uh, at the demo station, feel free to give me a call at 415-550-0511. Again, that's Mutiny Radio. You're listening to Shaggy Soul Shakedown at 415-550-0511. Talk to me about anything you want. About how weird people in Florida are. About uh, dumb North Carolina bathroom sex law. We'll get to that in just one second. So when uh, there's uh, something that caught my eye, and uh, you know, typically I try and I'll do a Florida file, but I try and keep my news local. But uh, this Indonesian pop star, uh, Irma Buell, she died after a cobra bit her on stage during her concert on sun- Sunday. I guess it was uh, two Sundays ago, I should say. Uh, apparently, she likes to perform uh, with the snake on stage, and, and even you know hold it quite a bit during her her performance and uh, during the second song she ac- accidentally stepped on the snake's tail uh, the snake bit her on the thigh uh, she was offered an antidote from the snake handler but she refused and at first she didn't seem affected by it and uh, you know she thought oh you know I guess she was thinking that she had uh, the king cobra she had was defanged she was told that it, it was safe and obviously it wasn't because after about 45 minutes of performing she collapsed and died after seizing and vomiting I hope they got their money back that would be one hell of a performance Shaggy Soul Shakedown on Mutiny Radio. Mm. 
and Shaggy Soul Shakedown on Mutiny Radio. All right, last week, uh, this will be our, this will make up for our marijuana section of our program. Uh, last week, I was talking about how the DEA had promised to re- check into rescheduling marijuana uh, from a Schedule 1 to a Schedule 2 drug. And um, unfortunately, Obama has failed yet again. Uh, I've trumpeted a couple of times of as how he promised during his uh, first campaign that he would not use federal money to go after medicinal clubs, and he did. He did so more than George Bush in his full eight years. He busted more marijuana medicinal medicinal marijuana shops uh, than George Bush. Um, and in typical political fashion, he decided that any uh, anything that comes to him uh, this year 
concerning the rescheduling of marijuana would be bypassed uh, in this election year. He does not want to cost Democrats votes. Uh, let's see here. The, um, the original intent, I, I, this is something I didn't touch on before. Now, the original intent for these, uh, for this scheduling one of marijuana was actually an intent, uh, an attack uh, on the culture of hippies and blacks in order to uh, imprison them more. Um, they, uh, you know, they felt like these groups, these, uh, yeah, these groups in our society were gaining too much power with the uh, Black Panthers and the and just the overall Black Power movement. Uh, you know, once they reached civil rights in the '60s and uh, you know started demanding more rights and an end to institutional racism. Uh, the uh, government decided to do something about it. Same with the hippies. All of a sudden, you know, peace, love, and happiness actually started becoming a thing. And so the government under Nixon decided to criminalize marijuana and make it so that it could not be used in any medicinal form. It could not be studied in any way to as to the benefits to our society and they uh, shoved it up there and you know made it even more illegal in cocaine cocaine is a schedule two drug meaning it can be studied and used all all they want because you know the elite white people were using cocaine you know whereas anybody can smoke marijuana so yeah if, if any kids are listening, run out of the room in five, four, three, two, one. So Obama, thanks, but no thanks, and fuck you very much.
listening to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown on Mutiny Radio FM. This is in honor of Henry Mancini's birthday today. brings us to our first poem of the evening. This elephant in my room has crushed more than I could ever remember I held. I will just have to sweep up out the pieces and start fresh. After I shoot the motherfucker, of course, haul him out piece by piece through the front door, he won't go by himself. No matter how many treats I try, or promises of open planes, or pokes and jabs at his behind. And so, it's time to bring him down the hard way. I may have to scrub my floors of blood, but at least I'll have meat for months, and so much more space in the long run. are both brought to you by Noah Singularity. The day was a set of bamboo chimes, their gentle knocking, hollow in the best of ways, like a glass of wine, <laughs> sorry, like a glass waiting for wine, like the hole in the tree trunk for the critters, creatures. Hey, let's start this over, because I can do that, it's my show. All right, here we go. The day was a set of bamboo chimes, their gentle knocking, hollow in the best of ways, like a glass waiting for wine, like the hole in the tree trunk for the creatures, like the dark night bear and ready for a ripening moon, like the carved flute, like the conch shell, like open lips, like all spaces meant for making music, the day was. Shaggy Soul Shakedown. We have a trio of tragedies today. On this day 
Abraham Lincoln was shot by John Wilkes Booth at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. in 1865. Also on this day in 1912, the Titanic hit the iceberg at 11.40 off Newfoundland and sank. And worst of all, in 1994, Billy Crystal and Chrissy Brinkley announced plans to file for divorce. Sad day today. Listening to Shaggy Soul Shakedown on Mutiny Radio. Feel free to give me a call at son who dreamt of acting in plays demonstration with a man had her trapped in a maze trying to find herself again much of that she gave love can free us to where some react as a slave funny we love her more when they relaxed in the grave wonder if a thug is raw is he acting afraid everybody loves someone i attract shade heard of the love of money but compassionate pays talk about it with my youth so she understand what it is to be loved by a man uh. i'm beautiful love can be on the streets I'm a dreamer cause I talk about it often Seen the hardest nigga soften with his homie in the coffin We walkin', standin', fall in it With the right companion, we all in it Mary sang a song about it Having broad limits in the game of life It's the scrimmage 
reminiscing on letters I wrote in my small days. A letter to the people, love always. Yeah. How beautiful love can be Woo. on the streets. Love is hard to see. It's a place I got to be. Loving you is loving me. How beautiful love can be on the streets. Love is hard to see. Shaggy Soul Shakedown. Hope you're doing well out there. It's been a beautiful day, uh, despite a little rain and a little wind. I'm a. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, we'll just do this. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I had something else uh, all lined up for you. There we go. Hey, we're back. You're listening to Shaggy Soul Shakedown.
right, folks, I am back. I want to let you know uh, a little bit uh, about uh, this weekend coming up. It's HempCon, HempCon. Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Cow Palace. Uh, you can get your tickets at the door. They got everything. They got edibles. They got glassware. They got seminars. They got fun games and concerts and music and all kinds of things. HempCon. Go check it out. It's at the Cow Palace this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Talk about getting higher. I hope you all have a happy 420. Coming up, uh, I believe, next Wednesday. Yes, that is correct. I hope you have a happy and safe 420 next Wednesday and have a great weekend this weekend. Hey, hey, folks.
love tonight. Shaggy Soul Shakedown on Mutiny Radio. We have a request. Feel free to call in with your request too at 415-550-0511. Hmm. What's going on? Oh, there we go.
Business Shaggy Soul Shakedown on Mutiny Radio. All right. Hey, we're going to get to this crazy sports talk in just a moment, but I uh, want to do something a little, talk about a little something more important than just sports. Um, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to find some more appropriate music. to being a DJ and uh, do things a little bit more smoother. All right. Here we go. All right, folks, you are listening to Shaggy Soul Shakedown on Mutiny Radio FM. If you have a request or anything you would like to talk about, feel free to give me a call at 415-550-0511. All right, so let's get down to it. Goddamn North Carolina. Uh, when North Carolina lawmaker, lawmakers pass what they view as the most sweeping anti-LGBT law in the country, supporters say it was needed to fend off a potential wave of local laws like the transgender-friendly bathroom ordinance ad- 